The New York Islanders find yet another way to lose a winnable game, this time outdoors on national television. We'll talk about the game and what it means for this team going forward. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman. Blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson. Barzell with the open net and he scores. Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can find new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Just download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Wow. 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 We have got a lot to get to. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future show, Feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on X, formerly Twitter, at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on X at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis. And it's great to talk Islanders hockey with you, game time, or any time. But maybe not today. This was just embarrassing. The New York Islanders, in a must-win game against their biggest rivals, <clears throat> at a special event like an outdoor stadium series game, held a 4-1 to lead in the first period, held a 5-3 to lead with five minutes to go in the game, and watched that slip away so they lose with just 10 seconds into overtime on a goal by Artemi Panarin. And I'm going to say this out loud. I don't want to hear anything from Anders Lee or anybody on this team about how wonderful it was that we got a point in this game. The Islanders needed two points. They needed two points, plain and simple. There was no way around that. A 
and yet they found a way to blow this game. And, you know, if you really think about it and you really look at it, I, I don't think this team right now is capable of making the playoffs. And, you know, you could say what you want about Patrick Waugh. They've been playing better fundamentally under his leadership. But I think right now, when all is said and done, the fact of the matter is this team is just not good enough the way it is constructed to make the playoffs this year. And if by some miracle finish they do get in, they are not good enough to go anywhere if they get in. And, you know, if you look at this game and sort of break it down, the, the there just isn't any excuse for the way the Islanders finished. And here's the thing, okay? Through the first two periods of this game, the Islanders were out shooting the Rangers 35-20. to 20. In the third period, they were outshot 16-6. to 6. And when you remember that Matt Barzal, uh, excuse me, when you remember that Alexander Romanov scored almost two minutes into that third period to give you that 5-3 lead, from that point on, the Islanders took their foot off the gas. And... You just can't take the penalties that they took, and you just can't play that way against a first-place team like the Rangers and expect to win. You just can't do it. And third period, third period, they started to try to give away the game. Scott Mayfield, minor penalty halfway through the period. uh, Islanders managed to kill that one off. Matthew Barzal, a hooking penalty with 5.44 left in regulation time. Rangers pull their goalie. The Islanders with the 32nd or last worst penalty kill in the league give up a goal six on four. Two and a half minutes roughly left in the game. You're clinging to a one-goal lead. Scott Mayfield, yet again, an ill-timed penalty. He had six penalty minutes in this game. Three minor penalties, tripping. Again, the Rangers pull the goalie. Again, the Rangers score. They tie the game, and then bingo, in overtime, Panarin, the game winner, that's all she wrote. And there is just no conclusion that I can reach at this point other than the fact that this team is not good enough, doesn't play consistently enough to make the playoffs. There are 28 games left on the schedule. 28 games. 
it is time for this team to start looking at other ways to, to start winning hockey games because the formula they've put together is not getting it done. And I, I, I'll tell you, in the third period, the Islanders had a 91.3% chance of winning this game, according to Yahoo Sports, with about six minutes left. And they blew it. And it's the same old story. Inconsistent play, looking really good one period, or even just one shift, and looking horrible the other. Third period, just an abomination, an inability to finish games. We've seen it all season long. No lead is safe, and you've got one of the better goalies in the world in between the pipes. But even a great goalie cannot stop every shot and cannot stop high-quality, high-danger opportunity after high-danger opportunity. And so there's a loss. Scoring depth, just not there for this team. It's the same old guys contributing. Top two lines, scoring goals. Bottom six, nothing. Nothing. Defenseman got one goal in the game, but again, just inconsistency. The penalty kill... Worst in the league, and I hate to say it, but it's not even close. And again, it's not just when you give up a power play goal sometimes. It's how you give it up and why you give it up. And the thing I don't understand is why no changes seem to have been made. Nothing, if they are trying to make changes, nothing seems to work or help. And this team needs to just realize that change is necessary and I don't mean going out and adding another piece to this core. It's time to make changes to this team because the core they have lacks certain things that one little addition or two little additions are not going to solve in time. This year, The New York Islanders do not have what it takes. And we're going to talk more about that. Plus, a a very memorable outdoor event, at least, that took place on Sunday. Plus, we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day. A defensive forward who was with the Islanders in the very late 80s and very early 90s. Let's see if you can guess who that is, we've got all of this and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Camino Consulting. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big, ongoing fights. Well, after providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Did your Valentine's gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you hoped? 
Well, get Couples and Family Online Seminar for 25% off for the month of February using discount code Locked On. Again, that's discount code Locked On for 25% off for the rest of the month at www.caminoconsulting.ca or mention Locked On when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the first five profiles free. Again, www.caminoconsulting.ca. Check it out today. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national news covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the Free Fire TV channels app. So I wanted to talk uh, a little more about the game itself and then get into sort of the event aspect of it. Uh... Hero and goat of the game. Boy, uh, tough one, tough one. Um, you know, you look at it and you could say, okay, Noah Dobson, three assists. But he also did not play well in his own zone. I can't make Dobber the hero of the game. I, I have to go with Brock Nelson, who had a goal and an assist and was a plus two. Uh, Bo Horvat has to get consideration. He had a goal and won 16 out of 19 faceoffs. Casey Zizekas, by the way, 12 out of 15. J.G. Pajot, 10 out of 12. Those three were unbelievable in the faceoff dot. Only Brock Nelson struggled. He was 5 out of 16. But it is just hard to get enthusiastic about anybody's play when you see what happened in this game. And as far as GOAT goes, I, I, I got to give it to Scott Mayfield. Three bad penalties. Again. And he didn't play terribly b- besides that. He had four block shots, two hits. But the giveaways, they were there again. He was credited with one. I thought I saw one or two others. And those penalties... When you have the 32nd ranked penalty kill in the league, you can't take penalties against a dangerous power play like the Rangers. And the Islanders just did it again and again and again. And that is a surefire way to lose a hockey game. And uh, guess what? That's exactly what the Islanders did. You can't give the Rangers five chances in this game every day, or as you heard me talk about it on Friday's show. You can't give five power play chances to a dangerous power play like the Rangers. And guess what? They scored on the power play three times. Are you shocked? Because I'm not. You can't do that. You just can't do it. And it beat the Islanders yet again. This team, you know, they do, they have responded in certain ways to Patrick Waugh. But A, this coaching change was made too late in the season to salvage the season. 
where they had to really go on a tear right away and had no margin for error to adjust and learn WAS system and get comfortable with it, number one. And number two, and I've been saying this all year, going back to the offseason, this team isn't young enough, it isn't fast enough, and it isn't skilled enough. Do the Islanders have six top six forwards on this roster right now? I don't think so. If you were to take a, a playoff caliber team and match the Islanders' top six forwards against any of them, I think the Islanders would be seen as lacking. It's a flaw that this team is going to have difficulty overcoming because there's no help in the farm system right now. Just not there. Not enough, at least, to make a difference for this year. And to say it's frustrating is an understatement. Now, let's talk a little bit about the event at the Meadowlands. First of all, almost 80,000 people in attendance, 79,690. No surprise that there's more Ranger fans in the stands than Islander fans. But you had, you know, a nice representation. The tailgating was good. Uh, Certainly the atmosphere. I mean, there's nothing about this stadium where the Giants and the Jets play that is memorable because of, you know, it's not a historic arena or stadium. Uh, It's not like Fenway Park or Michigan Stadium. It, It doesn't have that touch. It's a cold, big, nondescript new football stadium is really what it is. Um, Sight lines, not going to be great for hockey, but the event was great and the atmosphere was great. I didn't appreciate how many times they mentioned New Jersey when you have two New York teams playing essentially in a suburb of New York, but I understand New Jersey sort of, you know, wants to have recognition and You know, it is technically the game in New Jersey, so so be it. But did they have to mention it every 30 seconds before the game started? Eh, okay. If that's the price you pay for holding the game there, I guess. But, again, here was the Islanders' opportunity to show a national television audience that they're better than their record that they are making progress under Patrick Waugh. They are now 3-4-2 under Patrick Waugh. That's not going to get it done. That's not going to get it done. They're three wins in nine games. Not going to get it done. And, you know, they need to go on like a 9-1-0 or 8-1-1 kind of a tear to try to make the playoffs this year. And I just don't see, you know, how and where that's going to happen. So, you know, if you break it all down with the amount of time left in this season, right now, The Islanders have a lot of teams to compete with and not a lot of margin for error. 
The Islanders right now are four points behind the Red Wings. Two points behind the Devils. You still have the Penguins, who are three points behind the Islanders heading into their game Sunday, but have three games in hand. It is going to be very hard for this team to make the playoffs. There's just no way around it. And they certainly can't do it playing the way they're playing. You have 28 games left. You almost have to go 25-3 and three in those 28 games to even have a chance. And I just haven't seen anything from this team that leads me to believe that they are capable of that. So, when we come back, we're going to talk about where does this leave this team heading into the trade deadline, which is now just about three weeks away. We'll talk about that, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Sleeper. We are past the halfway mark of the season, Islander fans, and regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you can win big playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like McDavid, Crosby, or McKinnon will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stacks. You heard me, Islander fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms for use of detail for, uh, for details and for locational availability. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. I know that Lou Lamorello wants to buy. He has said over and over and over again that he believes in this group and in the core. And there is a core here of about six or seven players who I think if you put the right players around them can really be the foundation for an excellent team. Bo Horvat, Matthew Barzal, Noah Dobson, Ilya Sorokin, maybe Ryan Polak. Those five guys, you maybe could add Adam Pellick, maybe you could add Brock Nelson, but those five guys, essentially, are the core that you can build around. But the one thing you're not going to do on a team with not all their draft picks this year, because 
Lou Lamorello has traded them away. Uh, I mean, already the Islanders in this draft don't have a third and a seventh. The seventh, not that big a deal. But you already don't have a third-round pick this year. You've traded away your first-round pick four years in a row, and the best you finished in the conference, I believe, is seventh place. There is no player who the Islanders can afford to bring in and who they have the ammunition to pull a trade for who is going to get this team to the promised land. They're not a Stanley Cup contender the way they are presently put together. And when you add in the number of bad contracts and the number of no-trade clauses and modified no-trade clauses that this team has, you're not going to make this team a playoff team would be almost a miracle. Not quite impossible, but very, very unlikely. And a real cup contender, it would be like the light just came on where it had been pitch black up until now. So what should Lou Lamorello do at the trade deadline? Well, the one thing he should not be doing is trading away another first-round pick and adding another veteran to a a high, you know, long-term deal who's pushing 30 or after post-30 to try to desperately get this team across the finish line. What the Islanders need to do now is identify the core and then start trading away players that you can trade away to free up cap space and to replenish the prospect pool and the draft pool. It doesn't have to be major stuff. If you can find a a taker for Andrews Lee or J.G. Pajot or Kyle Palmieri, you have to consider it. Oliver Wallstrom, probably not coming back. Trade him if you can. Cal Clutterbuck, on an expiring contract. Matt Martin, on an expiring contract. Probably not re-signing them. If you can get a 5th, 6th, 7th round pick for them, or even a moderate prospect, by all means, go out and get it. Sebastian Ajo, probably not coming back. Again, probably doesn't have a lot of value on the trade market, but if there's somebody willing to give you a, a, a prospect, a solid minor leaguer, a seventh round pick, by all means, do it. During the offseason, consider buying out some players who, you know, may be great Islanders over the course of their career but who are not helping the team enough based on the amount of money they're earning. It doesn't have to be a complete rebuild where you get rid of everybody. It doesn't have to be the the Blackhawks or the Sharks. And you don't have the draft picks right now to be the Blackhawks or the Sharks. But you got to start stripping away some of the pieces that are not helping enough and adding pieces that can help 
because this team isn't going to contend for a Stanley Cup the way it's presently put together. Patrick Waugh can help. He can help this team get better, but even a great coach cannot take this team to the promised land with the flaws that are inherent in the way that it's been built. And it's time for management in Lou Lamorello and ownership to realize this and change course. Will they? We'll find out. The trade deadline is three weeks away. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And today is the 56th birthday of former Islanders forward Rob DeMaio. DeMaio, a native of Calgary, Alberta, a six-round pick by the Islanders back in 1987, made his NHL debut with the Isles in 88-89, playing 16 games and getting his first career NHL goal. Stayed with the Isles through the 91-92 season. He played 50 games that year at five goals, seven points. DeMaio, really a penalty killer and checking forward, went to Tampa Bay in their expansion season in 92-93, then played for Philadelphia, Boston, briefly the Rangers, the Hurricanes, the Stars, and then the Lightning again. Briefly also played in Switzerland and Italy, during that lockout season when there was no NHL hockey in 04-05. We go back and look at one of Rob DeMaio's better games as an Islander. We go back to January 13th, 1989 at the Brendan Byrne Arena in the Meadowlands, not far at all from where yesterday's game was played. And in this one, Rob DeMaio getting his very first career NHL goal. It came in the third period of this game. He ends up beating Sean Burke. Billy, uh, excuse me, Kelly Rudy was the goalie for the Islanders, but DeMaio scores with assists from Randy Wood and Jeff Norton, and the Islanders go on to win it 5-3. Brian Trottier got an empty netter to seal the deal for DeMaio. It was his only shot on goal of the game. He was a plus one. And yes, it was the game-winning goal for the Islanders. You never forget your first. And Rob DeMaio is no different. Rob DeMaio is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We will have a full preview of the Islanders' game against the Penguins on Tuesday. Plus, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about where this team is at, all that and more. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.